So let's review. We learned in the Mishnah in the previous stuff, a Yavama must wait three months before performing Gibam or Chalitza. This was explained there. The Gemara here continues to explain the next statement of the Mishnah. So too, all other women whose husbands passed away are not allowed to remarry through Kedushin or Nisuin until three months have passed. The Gemara explains, the reason that requires a Yavama to wait was already been explained. However, Sharnash Mamai, why are all the other women required to wait three months? Rav Nachman says in the name of Shmuel that the reason is based on the Pasuk. The Shechina only rests on children who can be traced to their parents. Therefore, all women are required to wait to distinguish between the children of the first husband and the children of the second husband. This reason also applies in the case of a Yer and Geyeris who were previously married and then converted. Although they were previously married to each other, they are still required to wait three months before remarrying. To distinguish between the children prior to the Geyeris and the children after the Geyeris. Rabbi gives another reason for the waiting period. It's a Gezeira. In the event that she remarries during the three months and then has a child, he might be from her first husband, but he will consider himself a son of the second husband and might come to transgress various Isurim. 1. He might come to marry a daughter of the first husband from another wife, who is in fact his sister since they share the same father. 2. If he has a brother who is born from the second husband, who passes away without children, this brother's wife would then be required to perform Yibam. Since he assumes that he is a son of the second husband, he would perform Yibam with this Yavama, who is in fact his Eishas Achiv Me'imoy, the wife of his brother only through his mother, in which he has no of Yibam. Therefore, she is actually an erva of Eishas Ach, and he would be Chayiv Karas. 3. V'yoytzias Imu Lashuk If his mother did not have any children with the second husband and he passes away, she would be required to perform Yibam. But since it was assumed that he is a son of the second husband, his mother would not perform Yibam or Chalitza, and would get married without Chalitza at Isrolav of Yivam Lashuk. 4. The Yifter Es Yivimte Lashuk If he has a brother from the first husband who dies without children, the wife would be required to perform Yibam. Since he assumes that he is a son of the second husband, and there are no other brothers from the first husband, the Yivam will get married without Chalitza, another case of an Isrolav of Yivam Lashuk. The reason of Shem Yibim Eishas Achem also applies in the case of a Ger and Geyeris who were previously married and then converted. If this son was conceived before Geris and born after Geris, and then another son was born, obviously conceived after Geris, they are only considered Achem Aim, brothers through their mother, because the first son is not considered the son of the father. If the second son passes away without children, the first son, assuming that they are brothers Minav, will perform Yibum when in fact the Yavama is only and he would be Chayav Karas. The Gemara proceeds to explain why three months. After explaining that waiting less than three months, for example, anywhere between Chaydish one month to Shnei Chadashim HaMechza, two and a half months, would still result in a Safek Ben Tisha L'Rishon, Safek Ben Shebala Achren, the Gemara asks, V'tamtin Mashu V'tinase, why doesn't she wait a short while before remarrying? Then when three months pass, from the time her husband passed away, she would be checked to see if she's Mubaris. 
Rav Safar answers, Ein Vaitkin Esen We do not physically examine married women because they might become repulsive in the eyes of their husbands. To check their footprints would not be accurate because A woman will try to hide the fact that she's Mubaris so that her child will inherit the assets of the second husband. Then the Gemara asks, In the case that we are aware that she is already Mubaris, she should be permitted to remarry immediately. After discussing various reasons for that locha, the Gemara concludes, after birth, the average mother will nurse her child. If she remarries and becomes muberis, she will lose her milk. Her second husband won't want to provide nourishment for the child, and she would be too embarrassed to claim the expenses from the inheritors of her first husband. Without any food, the child would eventually starve to death. The Gemara continues with the Mishnah, which says that this halacha applies to Echad Besulis, those still a virgin, Echad Beulis, those that aren't a virgin, Echad Gerushis, those that were divorced, Ve'echad Amonis, those that were widowed, Echad Nisuis, those that were married through Nisuin, Ve'echad Arusis, those that were married through Kedushin. The waiting period of Gimel Chadashim applies to all the above. Rabbi Huda Aimer, Hanesuis is Arsu. Yudah says that those who were previously married through Nisuin are allowed to accept Kedushin immediately. Varusis Inasu. And those who were previously married only through Kedushin are allowed to remarry even through Nisuin. Chutz Marusis Shabi Yehuda. Aside from the Arusis living in the region of Yehuda, because they would familiarize themselves before the Nisuin, and there is a possibility that she is Mubaris. Arsu. Yesi says all women are allowed to accept Kedushin immediately, aside from those who are widowed, because she is still in mourning. The Gemara says, Rabbi Yechanan says that halachic ruling sides with Rabbi Yechanan, who says all women are immediately allowed to accept Kedushin. Rabbi Yechanan then asks, why did Rabbi Yechanan rule like Rabbi Yechanan? Rabbi Yechanan says that we always follow a Mishnah Quoting an anonymous opinion, and our mission begins with an anonymous ruling that all women are not allowed to be married through Kedushin or Nisuin before three months have passed. Bavo answers, The anonymous mission is followed with the disagreement between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yesi. We don't go by the anonymous opinion when it is followed by a disagreement. Only in the case of if the disagreement is followed by the anonymous opinion, then we go by the anonymous opinion. The Gemara then says, If the anonymous opinion in the Mishnah is followed by a disagreement in the Brisa, we do go by the anonymous opinion. Now, the Gemara asks, Whom would we side with if there is a disagreement in the Mishnah followed by anonymous opinion in the Brisa? The Gemara answers that we won't side with anonymous opinion since it wasn't mentioned in the Mishnah which was organized by Rabbi. This discussion continues on the next half.